0: Hey guys, V here. Um, I was editing this episode and I realized there's this weird crackling sound towards the beginning uh, of this episode while I'm speaking. Don't know what that is, but I think it leaves later on. Um, just wanted to let you know, that's not usually how the sound sounds, but um, hopefully we'll have that figured out by next week. Uh, thanks for listening and the episode will start soon. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Where's Our Oscar? Um, the podcast where we dive into the filmographies of ac- actresses who haven't won an Academy Award and see how close they came to winning one. I'm your host, V, and I'm here with my co host, Millie. Hi. And today we are talking about 1999's Drop Dead Gorgeous. Now, before Millie goes into the plot, um, this is technically like a bonus episode because uh, we tend to focus on movies that Amy Adams had a chance of winning an Oscar in, but obviously this movie, uh, there's, like, little to no chance. (laughs) But um, I know Millie really likes this movie, and I've been meaning to see it, Mm so
1: um, we decided to do it. It's sort of a bonus episode. And, yeah, Millie, you want to get into the plot? Yeah, sure. So, um, Drop Dead Gorgeous is a mockumentary-style film that follows uh, high school teenagers who are competing in a small town beauty pageant in Minnesota. Uh, it quickly turns incredibly competitive and um, proves fatal to some of the contestants. Um, this is Amy's debut film uh, and it also stars Kirsty Alley, Kirsten Dunst, uh, Denise Richards, Alison Janney and, Brit- and Brittany Murphy among others. It's a dark comedy Kind of like a, and it's kind of like an anti-teen movie, I would say. It's, like, not a typical, like, teen yeah. movie, you know?
0: Before we start, I just want to say, our mutual friend, Vivi, um, mm-hmm. they said that, so you, there's there's this trend on Twitter going around where it's, like, characters that you remind, characters that I remind my friends of or whatever, Yeah, and they said that I reminded them of Lisa Swenson, <laughs> who is Brittany oh. Murphy's character, <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> fascinating thing. <laughs> Um, and when they to- first told me that, I hadn't seen the movie. But after watching mm-hmm. the movie, I'm like, interesting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Don't know what that says yeah, about me. Yeah, a choice. Honest. Yeah.
0: So you like this movie a lot.
1: Yeah, I love this movie.
0: Yeah. I wasn't sure how uh-huh. much I was going to like it, but I ended up really liking it. Um, mm-hmm. It's probably, so far, maybe the favorite that we've seen for this podcast.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it, yeah, same for me. It's definitely my favorite out of the ones that we've talked about so far.
0: And I think that um, it's really fun. It's really it's really tight. Like it's only um an hour and forty minutes, I think. Um, yeah. And I think the mockumentary style is like really good because you get all these clips of like peripheral characters, and it's um, it's really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the format, and I think that um, like they don't really make movies like this anymore, right? No. I was talking to one of my friends about it, and I was like, I feel like these. They're, um, or I was actually talking to Lily, who uh, was on our podcast uh, two weeks ago, and I was telling her that I feel like they don't make movies that are, like, problematic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, like, don't get me wrong, this movie is very problematic, and it definitely wouldn't yeah, have definitely. been released today. Mm-hmm. But I also think that um, there's a lot of sort of, like, it's going to turn away a lot of people, and it did in 1999. This movie does not, yeah. I think, it critically planned. Yeah,
1: Definitely. Um,
0: but I think it's what, that's what makes it memorable, you know? The fact yeah. that it's it's so spiky. It's, like, <laughs> even if the stuff that I find grating in the movie, it's, like, still memorable. Mm-hmm. And it feels like... It doesn't feel like it's doing it for shock value. I think there's, like, there's some heart to it.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the satire. Sorry, yeah. It's, like, I feel like a lot of people could take it at face value and be, like, oh, it's just... It's very, like, um, offensive. And to a certain extent, like, yeah. But I think... <laughs> that's on purpose and it's almost kind of making fun of the people who take those things seriously and like say those things you know in like a serious way and it's i love how it makes fun of like this um you know like the uber patriotic like like american kind of yeah <laughs> like that whole like yay we're proud of you American. like it's just hilarious to me and um yeah, there's so many memorable lines in the film. Uh, my sister and I quote it all the time. Like, it's just hilarious. It's so... It's, it's very
0: funny, but it's so mean.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> it's so mean to its characters. And I think, I think, like, this is not the movie that I was planning on bringing up. But, you know, in the way that, like, Margot at the Wedding is really mean yep. to its characters. Um, it's mean in that way, where it's like, these people are miserable and they have so yep. little to live for. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And it's and I, I find that stuff like funny. <laughs> um, yeah, me too. It's not like a it's not like a deal breaker for me. Mm-hmm. Um so the characters so fun. Like yep. I love I love that, that the girls are like normal enough but also so weird. Yep. <laughs> and it's the adults that are just absolutely unhinged. Yep. Um like Kirsten Dunst's character, she's like her name's Amber, right? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I'm so bad with names. <laughs> well, yeah, Kirsten Dunst's character. Yeah. Yeah, she's, like, um, like, she's pretty normal. Yeah. In the big scheme of this movie. But she also yeah. works <laughs> at the morgue. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. She's tap dancing while embalming, like, all these <laughs> dead bodies. <laughs> um, she's, uh, she's so, and Kirsten Dunst is so sweet in this. Mm-hmm. Um, how old was she when this got made?
1: I don't know. I feel like it was one of her earlier movies, right? I mean, she wasn't, like, really young. It wasn't, like, a, um, Jumanji, but it wasn't that yeah. far after that, I don't think. And
0: Kirstie Alley plays, uh, sort of the beauty queen, right? hmm
1: Yeah. <laughs> she's, like, the pageant mom. Like, the typical pageant mom. Like, she's pushy and yeah. she wants her daughter to win. Um, yeah. I love her character in this.
0: Yeah, I think it's just, they're both, uh, everyone is so good. Sometimes I'll watch like a movie, um, especially when it's a mockumentary, and I'll be like, I don't know if they were going for, um, if they were doing the best they could, you know? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes people in these certain movies just get cast because of how they look rather than yeah. um, the way they act, how well they act. <laughs> yeah. But in this movie, it just works so well. And like, yeah. everyone looks exactly how they should.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the casting, I love the costume, design, like, yeah, it all just fits together really well.
0: Yeah, Um. and so I was just, like, thinking about other people that could have conceivably been in this movie. One of them is easily Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. this was sort of her thing for a mm-hmm. while, especially in 1999, yeah. and we'll get into that a little bit. But I guess she was too famous Yeah. <laughs> at this point to be in this. I don't know who
1: she would play. Yeah. But I think... Maybe uh, Cursed... Kirsten's role I could see that kind of working but I don't know she's too maybe too polished like I feel like Kirsten's role like she has to be normal enough like she's pretty and like you know she's good at tap dancing but she has to be like normal I feel like she's like I feel like she's the audience's kind of like touchstone to like some sort of normality like everything else is so absurd that you need a character that's like Relatable, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> who else? I th- I saw that um, the girl who played Buffy, what's her name? <laughs> um, Sarah Michelle Gellar. I think she was considered for um, Denise Richards' role, if I'm not mistaken. Um, which yeah. could have been fun. And,
0: and now that we we brought up both Sarah Michelle Gellar and um, oh my God, Grace Witherspoon. This has, it, I don't know how to explain it, but it has a Cruel Intentions vibe.
1: Yeah, without,
0: um, Without actually being about, like, whatever Cruel Intentions is about. <laughs> and it's it, both movies are so different. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's fascinating to me that they came out in the same year. Sort of, I don't know, I guess they're both really mean mm-hmm. to the characters.
1: Yeah, they're very tonally similar. Yeah,
0: but I think while Drop Dead Gorgeous is attempting to be more, um, more risky and more campy, cruel Mm intentions is like trying to be like a polished hbo thriller yeah Um, yeah definitely and it, and then the third movie i wanted to bring up is election Mm -hmm. because this reminded me a lot of election which also came out in the same year um i
1: don't
0: know like 1999 hot moments for teen dramas like um a lot of them i mean 10 things i hate about you the virgin suicides like teen dramas Mm -hmm. are having a moment in time yeah because Election isn't a mockumentary, but it has the feel of a mockumentary.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, like, very, like, you as a viewer are not in the point of view of the protagonist, right? mm mm-hmm. um, Which is really interesting. And then the number one movie that I think this is so fun to compare to
1: is To Die For. Yeah. I think that's a great comparison.
0: To Die For is what happens if Kirsten Dunst's character is evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, inherently. Yeah. Because they, they both have that sort of, like, I have no goals other than... Being on television. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much of this movie is critique on, like, famous or being wanting to be on TV or living in, like, a media-heavy world. Yeah. Because I don't think that um, any of the characters particularly seem to care about being on TV other than um, Amber. hmm I don't know, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, Denise Richards' character just wants to be the best at everything. Basically, like, there's never any kind of um, indication that she wants fame but the way she performs for the camera I guess it could be interpreted that way but it's never said outright but yeah it's kind of it's kind of like this small town like it's just interesting to look at like the roles that people play in a small town and like I think you know the the kinds of people portrayed are very like recognizable like maybe not this um like overtly but in some small part I think you can kind of relate them to people and in real life you know
0: and i think um i think the reason this never caught on in 1999 is because of election Mm -hmm. and i guess partly in because of because of to die for because they're both um both of them are very mocky they're neither no to die for is a mockumentary yeah but election is sort of like in that vein i think both of those um movies have very strong uh critiques
1: of society yeah i also feel like they're just more subtle like drop dead gorgeous is like very over the top very camp um yes and i've read that that was one of the um one of the things that was not received well was people thought it was just too much and um like over the top um which i can see like i can see why but also i just think it's that's what it's supposed to be um but a lot of people said that it missed the mark because of that but to me that's just that's kind of part of the charm is that it's like just so much like there's a joke like every line is just a joke or just something stupid you know yeah, yeah i think it's just
0: for some reason none of the i should have written them down but there's so many just like one-liners that so are so good. like when i mean spoiler alert for the movie it's been out for twenty-one <laughs> years i'm sure that um if you wanted to watch it you would have by now but that line where um they're talking about the girl that got the Spotlight hit like (laughs) fell on her head, and and everyone's like, Yeah, she's in the hospital, but she's so happy. And they're like, Why is she happy? And she's like, Because she's deaf.
1: I know, yeah, she's like obsessed with being deaf, like she uses sign language all the time. Um, yeah, that's so funny. Like, there's just and the girl who um is obsessed with dogs, she's like got, um, was it German Shepherd pictures everywhere? She's like. Oh yeah, my German Shepherd had to be taken away to a farm, like because he attacked me. But it was my fault. I had like beef jerky in my front pocket or something. (laughs) It's just so ridiculous. It's just so yeah. It's just so funny. So funny.
0: And then that uh, in one of the performances, um, I I don't even know who this girl is, but she does like a theatrical performance about like the future of Soylent. Oh my gosh! Yes. Um, Yes. And I thought, first of all, I thought that was so funny. Second one of all, that would be me. Yeah, so, like
1: such a like, <laughs> like a dramatic theater kid.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would absolutely do that. And um, briefly, like, what is your adjacency to beauty pageants? Like, have you only consumed it to me, like through television?
1: Yeah, to me, they're very. It's a very American thing. I mean, I'm sure they do exist here in England, but not on the scale that they do in America. Um, I've seen toddlers and tiaras. <laughs> and that was my first kind of exposure to like um the pageant world i guess and you know you're aware of like you know miss world or like whatever it is you know the the, mm-hmm. the huge beauty pageants but yeah um i've never experienced one in real life <laughs> to me they're a very like american thing
0: yeah well for me i'm slightly because i am american mm-hmm. Um, so I'm slightly more, I guess, there's slightly more in my life than yep. <laughs> you, um, but it's, like, I have a few friends that have done them, mm-hmm. but, like, the, the ones on my friends that are, like, pure scholarship yep. pageants, like, $3,000 for, you know, reciting poetry and whatever, and there was actually a, uh, a girl I used to work with was Miss Teen New Jersey.
1: Wow,
0: okay. Um, cool. <laughs> she's just, I guess, I had never talked to her, so there's definitely more in my life, but what I really saw paralleled um with my life is i uh i did speech and debate mm-hmm. um yeah humble brag no. <laughs> and, like the com- competition in speech and debate and the like the haughtiness is so strange because it's so stupid
1: <laughs> like,
0: Yeah, because beauty pageants let's be honest they're sort of nerdy things right yeah like like the whole like jesus dancing skit i was like yeah it's like people have this perceived superiority for doing this like mm-hmm. just because you can yeah and there's a girl on her tournament circuit who like you know the, the where like uh denise richards once she wins she gets up and she's like oh my god i never knew i was gonna win like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah she would do that she would uh she would win every tournament and i like she was her parents paid for like 600 dollars an hour coaches wow. for her but every time she'd be like oh my god i can't believe we got first place that's so it's <laughs> so insane yeah and you're like oh all right all right kimberly uh <laughs> i don't know i guess like the competition aspect of it is very it's very like um satisfying i don't know yeah but, like it makes sense to me
1: i feel like that's something that doesn't really happen in schools here i mean maybe in like bigger cities but The only thing I can really think of is, like, maybe Sports Day is, like, where we get kind of competitive, like, in schools in England. But it's all kind of jokey, like, it's not, it's not really serious, where I feel like in America maybe it's taken a bit more seriously. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's kind of a cultural difference that I kind of enjoy. I think it's funny. Like, um... (laughs) Yeah, I this movie
0: is really, it's really tightly plotted. Mm-hmm. And I think I was, I did get a little tired of all the misfortune.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's a
1: lot.
0: Yeah, a lot of people die <laughs> <laughs> or are, like, gravely injured. But I don't know. I did enjoy, uh, I did enjoy watching it. It's very, um, I don't know. It's not afraid to, like, make people mad. Yeah. And, and Kirsten Dunst, she's so, was this the same year as Bring It On? Mm-hmm. She's so, like, she's... I feel like Kirsten Dunst is what people say Elle Fanning is to me.
1: Yeah, she was, like, the all-American girl, like, in this period. It was, like, late 90s, early 2000s. Like, she was kind of, like, the girl next door, like, all-American girl.
0: But, like, I find that people are, like, Elle Fanning is so natural on camera, right? But I think Kirsten Dunst is natural on camera, but she can also act. Mm -hmm. Now all the Elle Fanning stands are going to be after me, but you know what? I'm (laughs) going to say I don't think Elle Fanning... Um, could do Drop Dead gorgeous, but I think okay. Kirsten Dunst, like 19 year old pre-teen could do twentieth-century woman. Yeah, that's my hot take of the day. Um, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't find Elle Fanning that compelling to watch. Really, like she's she's pretty, but either. she's not that interesting. I'm sorry. Sorry to all the fans out there, but yeah. <laughs> um, the way I brought her up, even though she
0: has nothing to do <laughs> with this uh, movie, um, but yeah. So Kirsten Dunst is another actress who we could conceivably do a season on because she has not won an Oscar, but she's have she's had a lot of roles that um have come close. Mm-hmm. Or not even close, just a lot of roles that, you know, uh she she's been nominated, right?
1: Um was she
0: nominated for Marie Antoinette? I don't know. Wait, now I have to sorry. <laughs> I have to check. Kirsten Dunst has never gotten a single Oscar nomination. Wow. That's insane. Okay, interesting. Um and I don't know where she she really hasn't done much as of late.
1: No, um, her she hasn't. Last
0: big thing was Melancholia, which is yeah, which I know was buzz. There's a whole episode on it on this had Oscar buzz if you guys are interested in listening to. Um, mm-hmm. and it's she seems like the actress who would at least get nominations, right? Yeah. Um, because she was a child actor, and then she like moved on to uh doing sort of like she had that Sofia Coppola couple, Coppola, Coppola? <gasps> anyway. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Sorry about that. Her run um with Marie Antoinette, The Virgin Suicides, um, and she was recently in The Beguiled mm-hmm. um, and The Melancholia. Was sort of like she won the best uh, actress prize at Cannes for that. Mm-hmm. And then, um and then I don't know what she's been doing lately. Where did she go? She should yeah. come back with an HBO miniseries that will revive her yeah, career. That would be good. It was yeah. like think about it. You know, every time I'm like I see an actress who's like not making it, I'm like get.
1: Get Nicole Kim into to cast you in an HBO miniseries. I, <laughs> I yeah, promise you, you of will which, have. Speaking of which, Nicole, let Naomi Watts do something, please. Like, we're dying yes. here. <laughs> Just cast you.
0: Put her in something. That's a fascinating friendship to me. Yeah. Everyone who follows me on Twitter knows, but I think there's there's lots unpacked <laughs> with the parallels between... When, whenever, whenever we do our Naomi Watts season, which is going to happen, oh hell yeah, um, unless Naomi Watts wins an Oscar for Penguin Bloom, Ooh. which if she does, unlikely, I, but you, know, you never know. I wish the best for her, even if it is for Penguin Bloom. <laughs> I haven't seen the movie. I will watch it though. Yeah, uh, yeah, me too. I'll force my friends, not my friends, not. I can't have anyone over. I'll force my siblings to watch it with <laughs> me. But yeah, she's poor Kirsten Dunst, because mm-hmm. like Michelle Williams sort of had that thing, right?
1: Hmm. I
0: don't know. Maybe Michelle Williams just hasn't gone away. Yeah. Because Michelle-, Michelle Williams did Fosse Verdon, right? And then she's back now with The Dig, which is like Oscar buzzy sort of. Oh, yeah. Um, and then um, now she's in A Bunch of Stuff. So, yeah, Kirsten Dunst is... Uh, she was in... I guess her full feature-length movie was Woodshock which was the same year as The Beguiled. I <laughs> um, And then she was in Tales of the Black Mirrors also in 2017. Hmm. Um, And then she's been in Nothing Since. Where did she go? Maybe she's what just is up taking with her? a break. Who
1: knows?
0: I guess. She really... You know, she hasn't done that many movies. No. No, I'm lying. She's done 71. Oh, I don't know why wow, I said that. She's done okay. a significant amount of movies. Um yeah, that's a lot, actually. <laughs> um, I just... Uh, I guess she just had enough money, and she was like, I don't have to work anymore. But yeah, you know... Fair enough. Good for her. Good for her. Yeah. It's really funny to me how ubiquitous she was. Like, in the brief... Her brief years of influence, like... The Virgin Suicides, Drop Dead Gorgeous Dick, Bring It On, The Virgin's... I already said that. Uh, then she was in um, the Spider-Man mm-hmm. movies, Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind, Mona Lisa Smile, Marie Antoinette, which as a movie, I don't particularly... I don't know, I have no opinions on it. But I do like that photo where she's listening to something on that, like... Two thousand five era MacBook Air. Oh yeah. <laughs> not a MacBook air so it's probably just a MacBook. Um in her full Mary Antoinette Garb. I thought that was fun. Yeah. And I'm glad that that movie exists if only for that photo. Yep. Another actress who was largely without an Oscar, even though everyone thought she she should win a one, was Alison Janney, And now she has one, which is I know a lot of people are mad at her win. Really? But I'm also in the camp of people that doesn't really enjoy Ladybird.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not so, a fan of
0: Ladybird. <laughs> I'm happy that Alison Janney has an Oscar for I, because I like that performance. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's, like, the best thing I've ever seen, but I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And I like I, Tonya as a movie, and I'm glad that that movie has an Oscar. I don't know. I find Alison Janney, I've never seen West Wing. She was on West Wing, right? That's her mo- That was her, like, show that she won, like, eight um, Emmys for.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen it either, so <laughs> I'm not really sure. But, um... <laughs> well, <good>. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Let me quickly look at all the Alice and Jane movies I've seen. So, like, I've seen, obviously, um, uh, The Election, which I've been continuously talking about. <laughs> I've seen um, I, Tonya, mm-hmm. uh, And um, what else is she in? Why can't I remember? Oh, I recently saw Bad Education, which she was really good in. Yeah. And I feel like if I was an Oscar voter, I would have nominated her. I don't understand really how the Oscars work. Good thing I'm doing a podcast on the Oscars. <laughs> But, um, oh, I forgot that she was in Bombshell. Oh, Jesus. yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I, Tanya fascinating filmography. Oh, she was in The Allies. I, I Tanya good. Oh, my God. Allison Janney. Yeah. Sorry. Allison Janney, fascinating filmography. Um, she was in Juno, American Beauty, The Help, Bad Education, Spy, Ma, the critically acclaimed blockbuster <laughs> Ma. Um, <laughs> way, Way Back, Hairspray. She's done a lot of movies. Yeah.
1: But I feel like in a lot of them, she's like a smaller role. But I always enjoy her roles, like, yeah. especially in Drop Dead Gorgeous. I think that she's just, she really just gets the tone, like, right. And it's yeah. just, it feels so natural. Like, her character just um just feels natural. And she's great in the role. Um, yeah, I really enjoy her in this film. Also, trivia, she said that she gets recognized for Drop Dead Gorgeous more than anything else, which, really? yeah, I think that's fun. Like, you know, (laughs) I guess it's like, um, it's become kind of a cult movie now, so. um, Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: And I, I think since it's so short and it has so many jokes, I think it's insanely rewatchable, even though this is the first time I've seen it, but it seems like the movie that I could watch again. Oh
1: yeah, I watch it like at least three times a year.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh, we, and we should probably talk a little bit about Amy.
1: Yeah, we should. (laughs)
0: What a fascinating role in her filmography. Oh yeah, it's
1: like her first movie.
0: Yeah, and it's like, the fact that she's done nothing like it since.
1: Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, I watch this channel on YouTube called Movie Bitches. They review movies and they're great. Um, go check them out if you want. Um, but they did an episode on Drop Dead Gorgeous and they mentioned that apparently Amy was cast because she was like, from near where they shot it or like so she kind of fit in the cast um, and that's kind of the reason why she got the role Um, which is like interesting I guess (laughs) (laughs) kind of weird but um (laughs) Yeah, I think I think she fits well in the cast, so... She's, like, she's doing the most. Yeah, she is. Perhaps, out of yeah. everyone. <laughs> yep. You can tell she's just, like, L- so excited to be there, and it's, like, kind of adorable.
0: <laughs> but I think, like, her the energy she brings is so, like, so... I don't know. It's so incomprehensible. Because, like, I can't think of a single role where she even comes close to whatever she's doing
1: here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's so true. Uh, like, not even for Enchanted, like... <laughs> No, she's she's like everyone
0: else is like at a like if normal people are at a ten, everyone else in this movie is like at a twenty, and
1: Amy Adams is at a
0: like, <laughs> like, yeah. She was speaking so fast. Yep, and she like doesn't blink.
1: Yeah, her eyes are just like um, so wide, and she has like a permanent grin. Yeah, she's sort of <laughs> you know that meme that's like
0: I don't talk to bitches who look like they snuck on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, and I think just the way that they've styled her is, like, there's so much to unpack. <laughs> um, and I, I, Amy Adams, what I, what I find fascinating, um, and this is mostly about Nicole Kidman, but <laughs> take that as you will. So 1999, right? When I think of Nicole Kidman's contemporaries, I think of uh, Reese Witherspoon, Amy Adams... I guess Laura Dern and both Reese Witherspoon... Reese Witherspoon was doing Election and Cruel Intentions in 1999. Mm -hmm. Amy Adams was doing This in 1999. (laughs) And Nicole Kidman was doing Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah. Like, something about that fact drives me insane. Yeah.
1: Like... Yeah, because Amy kind of started... um, I mean, Enchanted was her breakthrough, and she was in her 30s, so she had a breakthrough a lot later than a lot of her contemporaries now. Um, So, like, her early work is just like really different to like her contemporaries like who were working at that time um mm-hmm. which is kind of fun to compare
0: yeah and i feel like i don't know we have we've only done this is like our sixth episode so we haven't gone that deep mm-hmm. yet into her filmog but i feel like she has very rare fun roles yeah um where she just has to show up and have a good time um and that's mostly because like after Enchanted and June Bug she sort of Went really hard into um, a certain type of role. Um, and our mutual friend Carrie was tweeting about this, and they were saying how like she always plays these like fraught and troubled characters that who have like a shattering loss of innocence. Yeah. And every now and then, like American Hustle, when we talk about it, is like that, but and Drop Dead Gorgeous is like that, where the, it's just like pure fun.
1: Yeah.
0: Like you can tell that she's having a good time um, <laughs> being there. I don't know about American Hustle from what I've
1: heard, but she looks like she's having a good time. Yeah, like, the character um, is having a good time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we don't have to get into that yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, she, yeah, she's really, like, I like her seeing in this sort of element. And she almost now never is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and maybe that's just because, like, maybe she needs to, needs a role that's, like, Nicole Kidman in The Prom, <laughs> where she's there for, like, ten minutes in total. But each of those minutes is just pure, like, energy.
1: Yeah, I could see her doing um, something like
0: that. That would be fun. Yeah, and I think it'd be fun for her. I don't know. I'm projecting a lot. Right now, but <laughs> I think it'd be nice to have sort of a, a bit of a taste break. Um, especially after, like, right now she did Hillbilly Elegy, which was... Oh,
1: yeah, she's like, recently peril. just played, like, really depressed, like, addicts. And um, yeah. while she's, like, amazing, it's it's not the most fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's still... She's like she's really yeah. good. I don't know, she's amazing, she isn't? But I I don't They don't partic- particular joy in the way um totally mm-hmm. Dead gorgeous does. Um Yeah. Yeah, I it's like a despite how problematic it is, it's a very pure movie. Yeah. Um if that makes sense. Like it doesn't feel particularly um hampered down by uh like right now if this movie was released now, I feel like it would be it would try too hard to either be really, really gross, are really, really safe. hmm um, Yeah. And they don't make these sort of raunchy teen comedies anymore where they're sort of like, this is really problematic, but it's a lot of
1: fun, you know? Yeah. It's like that um, remake of Heathers they tried to do, um, yeah. where they tried to be, like, I don't know, they tried to be, like, um, politically correct and it kind of just backfired, like, majorly, and um, yeah, I feel like this this um, kind of genre of film exists in, like, a bubble of, like, this was the perfect era for it to be made. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I do miss this kind of genre of film. Like, it's a lot of fun, you know, the kind of films like Jawbreaker um, and The Heathers. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, with Heathers, wasn't, wasn't, like, the main Heather fat? Didn't they make her fat in the remake?
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of the characters were, like, uh, queer and it was kind of like i don't know what their intention was um True. but it it just it didn't it didn't work for me or yeah, like I anyone saw it and looked terrible yeah
0: another movie that this reminds me of but honestly we could make like a top 20 <laughs> list of not teen movies from the 90s yeah. but i don't know if you've seen it the opposite of sex
1: no i haven't actually
0: this has a lot of similarities with that where it's like so that movie is incredibly homophobic <sighs> but it was written by a gay man. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, best of both worlds, I guess. <laughs> and I feel like that's another movie that w- absolutely would not happen now. And it's definitely less polished than this. Mm-hmm. But there's just there's just this certain sense of, like, we don't care what people are going to think of this, you know? Yeah. We're just here to have fun and s- say what we need to. And honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe this was ruined by the advent of South Park. Mm. You know? Yeah. Because then once South Park happened, I feel like, south park is trying to do what this is all trying to do um which is sort of this like satire and sort of really raunchy and really politically incorrect and i guess maybe people got tired of that yeah i don't know honestly i was not alive in the 90s so i really can't speak to the social climate <laughs> i don't know i someone should do like a deep dive analysis on why why this genre died um because people are trying to bring it back i think the most recent the most promising, not promising. So there's new Greta Gerwig um Barbie movie with Margot Robbie. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, it's going to be so crazy, and like we don't know. uh it's going to be something you've never seen before. I'm like, okay, Greta Gerwig. <laughs> Greta Gerwig to me is very milk toast.
1: Yeah, um, I find her um filmography largely underwhelming. <laughs> yeah, I find her very middling. She
0: does absolutely nothing when I watch her like. Not that she does absolutely nothing. I just mean, like, when I watch a movie of hers, I'm like, this is a movie. I'm watching it. It was fine.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, neither emotionally nor, like, in humor. I never get anything that I want out of her movies. Mm-hmm. Um Whereas, uh, Noah Baumbach is too polished to do anything this raunchy. Um, and I don't think he'll ever will again. No offense. Because he's yeah. been getting sappier with each passing movie. Um... <laughs> I guess the guy who wrote I Tanya might actually manage. Because I Tanya is very sort of um crass. But it's still very polished.
1: Yeah. I feel like that was the nature of the story though. Like Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I don't I don't know if this is a genre that will come back. I'm trying to think of like recent movies that I've seen that have really done that. And um, um they're all too too aesthetically uh inclined than whatever this movie is trying to do you know this movie's not some parts of this movie look terrible but i think that's it's a mockumentary like yeah (laughs) um yeah i don't know maybe i'm just maybe we should leave it to rest like i don't want to drop that gorgeous remake no
1: to be clear when
0: i say that i miss these sort of movies i mean that i miss them being made not them (laughs) like being released i i'm a remake anti i don't think they should exist no um why why do that um I don't know do you have any last thoughts about the movie
1: um oh I did just want to say uh there's one element that I that I think the movie could do without which is right at the end when Kirstie Alley's character goes on like a shooting rampage um I just think they could have left that out I don't think it was needed like I feel like the film could have ended when Kirsten Dunst gets back on the coach um you know when they arrive at like the finals for the um pageant and it's like all boarded up and shut down um I just feel like that would have been just a great way to end it you know but um that's like my only problem with the film really um other than that everything's great.
0: I like having closure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if Kirstie Alley's character going a shooting Rampage and then hitting a reporter with a stray bullet just so that Kirsten Dunst could become a reporter. Yeah, <laughs> it, it just feels a bit too like much. Like the most clean ending. Yeah. But I think it's a lot of this movie is very convoluted anyway. True, true. So I, like, I didn't expect anything less. Yeah. I like I like knowing that Kirsten Dunst's character had a happy yeah. ending um, because I'm a child and need closure. <laughs> <laughs> After a movie... Uh, sorry, Darren Aronofsky. Um, also, not to talk about speech and debate again, but the whole, like, getting on that coach bus, like, it's truly, I, flashbacks, war flashbacks from going to, like, na- I never went to nationals because I wasn't good enough, but we went to, like, different states to compete, um, and, like, you ever, if you ever want to see, like, a bunch of teen girls in suits, uh. <laughs> Losing their shit, yeah, that's where <laughs> speech <laughs> debate. The end. I I liked Kirsten Dunst's Amber's like ending. Mm-hmm. The rest of them, I was a bit iffy on.
1: What happens to Lucy Swenson? Do they say? Um, no, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't conclude for every character. Um, they concluded for Amy's character that she was working in. Was it like was it beauty school? But that she was yeah. um working as a stripper to pay for it and then that she went missing in thailand i think or like she was last seen in thailand very dark and i'm like wow okay that was like a really just stark kind of tone change like yeah i don't know how i felt about that yeah that was weird like i don't know why they had to add the thing about she was last seen in thailand like um okay but um (laughs) yeah so Yeah, they don't conclude for every character, they just conclude for um, Amy's character, Kirsten Dunst's character, and I guess Kirsty Alley's character being, uh, you know,
0: yeah. And, uh one of the judges, too. Um, oh, is, yeah. Like, why one of the judges?
1: Yeah, yeah, that was weird, like, um, the one that runs the, is it like a general supply store or something? Um, yeah. yeah, I
0: didn't really like those jokes no
1: no that that's the most uncomfortable part of the film i'd say
0: yeah like i don't
1: uh, like the huffing the huffing yeah that was the one part
0: of the movie sorry yeah that was the one part of the movie that i would definitely change i just i felt like it was it wasn't tied to anything Mm -hmm. else and it just felt mean it didn't feel yeah it was just gratuitously
1: mean and it wasn't like mm, yeah it was yeah i didn't i don't like that part either but, I mean, the part yeah. where they're, like, huffing spray paint before they give, like, the interview to camera, I find that funny, but, like, um, yeah, yeah I think they could have done something a bit different with those characters, but, yeah.
0: the You know that one judge, Jean, yeah. who works for the store? She's, um, she's the writer. Yeah,
1: she's the screenplay writer, yeah.
0: Which is, I don't know, she also looks, like, vaguely like Jean from the Meyerowitz stories. So I wonder if, like, people hear the name Jean, and they're like, oh, this is what they should look like. I don't know, because I've never met a Jean in my entire life. But I don't know. It was a lot of, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I had a good time watching it. It's, you know, it's a bit of a relic of its time. I don't know. I feel very satisfied with the movie. Yeah, me too. Well, usually we would rate it on a scale of one to five Oscars. Um And honestly, like, if we look at this lineup, there's not, it would have been, almost impossible. Yeah, it's not really a if not impossible in for anyone instance. to get in. Um, because, like, 1999 is famously a very strong year for movies, mm-hmm. and I mean, if there's a whole podcast called podcast Like It's 1999, that is really good and it delves into, like, only movies from 1999. Um, and, like, just, uh, it's it's a very stacked year. Um, just because this was sort of the, not peak Miramax, but, um, you know, uh, the words, like, sort of the beginning of miramax's reign okay yeah. um so you have stuff like uh life is beautiful saving private ryan american mm-hmm. history x um the truman show like it would have been almost impossible
1: yeah i feel like this so, film definitely gets kind of lost um yeah because i've liked this film for like a really long time like i think i first saw it when i was about 14 um mm-hmm. and i liked it straight away. Um, and whenever I'd mention it to people, like, like for a really long time, no one had ever heard of it. And then it's only kind of recently, I think, re-entered the kind of cultural awareness. Like, it's become a cult film now, and so more people yeah. are aware of it. But for a long time, like, it, I feel like it was just lost um, to time. <laughs> By the way, all the movies I listed, like,
0: right before were all 1998 movies, because apparently I can't read. <laughs> um, so, actual 1999 movies. American Beauty, The Insider, Mm -hmm. Um, The Sider House Rules, Magnolia, it was, you know, a big one, Boys Don't Cry, Girl Interrupted, Being John Malkovich. These movies are, like, uh, they're they're a very specific type of movie, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. They're more concerned with, not these movies, but, like, I think the vibe of that Oscar season was, like, high prestige movies. I think it would be very difficult for any of these sort of campy 1999 movies, which in 1999, in the 90s, there were a lot of they're pretty rare now, but there were a lot of then. I think it would have been very difficult, if not impossible, to get them in. Mm-hmm. I mean, and also I think any of the sort of edgy teen movies, um, like Election, sort of overshadowed this. Despite not really overshadowing it, if that makes sense. Because
1: mm-hmm.
0: Election was another one of those movies that really got lost Yeah. in 1999. And then sort of had a resurgence once it got to DVD, not, I guess, CD. Cassette, whatever it is. But <laughs> I'm really, I, I'm really showing my age <laughs> <Android> now. <laughs> um,
1: um,
0: and because I was reading a New Yorker article about how this mo- this movie is not available to stream anywhere.
1: Yeah, um, um, I think last year it was, or in 2019, it was available for a while. But yeah, it was like a limited e- kind of availability, I think, because it yeah. hadn't been available. In, in
0: 2020, it was actually... I want to say in December, it was on HBO mm-hmm. Max briefly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Then, I think it was on not...
1: maybe Hulu or something like that. Yeah, for maybe. A while, but um, yeah, I mean, it's difficult to find. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you want to be illegal about it, but... <laughs> so, like,
0: I guess the two people that probably have the biggest chance are Kirsten Dunst and Alison mm-hmm. Janney. So for actress in a sporting role, the lineup that year was Angelina Jolie for Girl Interrupted, Tony Collette for The Sixth Sense, Katherine Keener for being John Malkovich, Samantha Morton for Sweet and Lowdown, and Chloe Sevigny for Boys Don't Cry. This is a stacked race. Like, mm-hmm. um, I haven't seen Sweet and Lowdown, but like everyone else, I'm not particularly a fan of Boys Don't Cry, but that <sighs> movie was sort of unstoppable mm-hmm. during that awards race. And everyone else, I think, is really good. And I like Cameron Diaz didn't get in for being John Malkovich, which is so sad. That would have been a hard for for Allison Janney to have gotten into. And then actress in the leading role is obviously Hilary Swank, the winner for Boys Don't Cry, Annette vetting for American Beauty, Jeanette McTeer for Tumbleweeds, Julianne Moore for The End of the Affair, and Meryl Streep for Music of the Heart. And there's absolutely no way Kirsten Dunst is breaking into this lineup. No, like. no. And like, just look at, the, look at the tone of all these movies. Like, yeah. You were
1: not getting in.
0: Yeah, so any closing thoughts?
1: Um, uh, no, not particularly. Just if you haven't seen this movie... Go watch it. I think it's worth a watch. Um, yeah, that's my last thought. That's our episode for this week.
0: It's. I thought it would be shorter. It definitely was not. <laughs> it mean, yeah. actually is. Uh, thanks for listening. If you guys would like to help us out, you can follow us on Twitter, subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, where, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you leave us a review and a rating, it really helps our visibility. Um, and stay tuned for next week when we cover another movie. Bye. Bye.